watched Box Trolls with my daughter. Box Trolls? How is that? Um, not bad. Extr- okay. I shouldn't say ex- it's extremely European. It's not like I was watching like a weird French full-length animated film. But this is a, you know, a, a very British film. Mm-hmm. And if you are not accustomed to that style as a, a sheltered U.S. citizen. Yeah you may find it as a little bit of a turnoff. My daughter liked it. It scared her a few times. Like she got upset a couple times about, cause she was really scared, but overall we both enjoyed it. My wife hated it, <laughs> hated it because it was just not the humor, the characters, the, 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 the certain things that were exaggerated versus the things that aren't like really rubbed her the wrong way. But I, as a change of pace, really enjoyed it. The funny thing was we've been watching uh weeds, Oh, yeah. Forever. Is that and good? Yeah, and we gave up, I don't know, we have four seasons in, and we took like a year off, because it was just like we were getting burnt out. It seemed to just be plotting in the wrong in the wrong direction for the longest time. And we it was been on one of our, let's take a huge long break and get back to it, you know. And then we watched Orange is the New Black, and, you mm-hmm. know, now we're watching... Yeah. Now we're watching Better Call Saul. We just finished Game Downton Abbey. We're, yeah, I'll be watching Game of Thrones. We have all this stuff we're watching House now. House of Cards is out House now. of Cards is out. We haven't started it yet. And so we got all this stuff on our plate, and she just suddenly goes, let's watch some weeds. And so <laughs> we started watching weeds, and the first thing that happened is, and with the season that we're in now, they don't play the theme song at the beginning. You ever Have you ever watched weeds? I have not. No. The theme song, little boxes on the hillside, little boxes made a ticky tacky little box. It's the most annoying song in the world. <laughs> and so after season one or two, they started having like different people do different versions of it. And then like every episode was a different version of that song. And it, none of them really made an improvement. It's still like, <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, here's the hard rock version of still a really annoying song. Yeah. And so I was so happy. We were watching Weeds. And now they don't play it. They don't play the theme song at all anymore. At the beginning, oh, no. they just kind of do like a slow intro uh-huh. and bypass the theme entirely. Because apparently enough people said, okay, we've had enough. <laughs> so we watch Box Trolls, me and my daughter and my wife's in the room, and the credits run at the end. And what song? The best version of Little Boxes. I've, it was actually a very char- like They did what Weeds could not do in all of their attempts. <laughs> the Box Trolls had the best version of that song during the close, closing credits. And I was like, well, all right, let's, we, we can do this. Yeah. We, it, can be, it can be done. Speaking of another annoying uh, song that's in front of a uh, series, is, uh, the uh, Orange, Orange is the New Black. I, that that I one annoys um, the animal. The animal. Yeah, I tried to watch that show and I, I couldn't get into it. It helped a lot that I watched that show with my wife because there were a few points early on, and you warned me of this, Howie, because you watched it way before I did. Mm -hmm. There were a few points early on where I was just like, okay, this show's skating a little too close to yeah. Not episode one was too hard for me. Episode one was episode one was really bad, and you also told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was episode one was like, I don't, I, I, and hate I was this told main that character. ahead of time myself. Yeah. I'm like, I hate this main character and I don't care about it. Mm-hmm. And then you said, but it's not about just the main character. Right. And I watched the second episode. I'm like, I'm still not sold. Third episode. I'm in. Yeah. Was the third one. It was re- It was the one about the, uh, the, uh, cross gender. Uh, yeah, that was like the third or fourth episode. I can't remember. Yeah. And, and I was like, Oh, Oh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in like, cause like, like her story was awesome, you know? Yeah. And then like 
they get better and better as you get all yeah, these at the different end of characters. that first season it's like okay now i'm you're like I'm oh invested. this isn't this isn't a show yeah. about this one chick story this is a show about all these people's story and her story is just the connective tissue yeah and then season two i think started off a little rough for me as well but man the end of season two again you know one of the things i struggled with the Ooh. most early especially season one uh captain janeway <laughs> her russian her doing a russian accent and i'm not gonna say it was, it's a bad russian accent but just the way she did that character i was just not at all sold on it and then by season two she was comfortable with it yeah and she was nailing she took it. a little bit to really get into that yeah that role yeah and so now i'm i'm totally cool with it you know and I, i'm really looking forward to the next season yeah but uh but yeah all these shows oh by the way uh walking dead you're caught up i'm caught up you're caught up uh, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but latest character, we'll call her, uh, we'll call her Congresswoman, perhaps, or Congressperson. Yeah. I feel like that role was written for Captain Janeway if she wasn't already doing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's funny because I was thinking the exact. Well, she had almost similar exact voice, yeah, similar hairstyle, really coming across that way. Yeah, you know, yeah. kind of, kind of, kind of that very confident voice. You know, very, 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 you know, nasally but confident yeah. sound that comes out of her. Man, I'm telling you what. That uh, that series has still got it for me. Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everything just got turned on its head in a totally different way. Yeah. And now I'm like, and oh, very man. real, a oh. very realistic kind oh, yeah. of. You know, it's not. It's it's a believable. Yeah. You know, thing. And and now I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen? This is different. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Darn that show for having me absolutely <laughs> so whipped. Yeah. How how long is that show still have? This is uh. Well, we have? don't know how long it has. I mean, we're it's in a season. Comic. This is season five. Oh, right? they've, they've deviated from the comic pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. The comic right now oh. there are there are main characters who are dead and alive that are not dead and alive in the comics or whatever. Right. And yeah. The, oh, okay. But what they do is they are still bringing in characters from the comic. Yeah, it's still somewhat related. And a lot of times they take literal literal imagery from the comic and copy those shots in the show, like some of the iconic imagery. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and, yeah, they work art. with the, the the comic, the main comic writer. Oh yeah, Robert Kirkman. Yeah. He's he's heavily involved, I believe, in the writing process. Yeah, uh, with with them. So, uh, yeah, I and he he's a fun guy. I uh, I caught I caught him and Maggie and I can never remember the name of the character the guy, the guy with the mullet. Oh yeah, what is it? Eugene? The perfect- Eugene. Eugene. No, is the that- three of them were on at yeah. midnight together. Yeah, yeah. Oh really? Yes. Spoiler: Maggie wins. Really? She was shocked, but her, like, she, uh, yeah, she, uh, I think Robert Kirkman was the one that was going to get eliminated <laughs> going in, and he let them all come in, and it just so happens that her joke was by far the funniest, and she was totally shocked that she, and these aren't the comedians. Them, well, Eugene, <laughs> yeah, Eugene, is, is, Eugene is, is he? Yeah, and Glenn comes from, I believe Glenn comes from either yeah, the Groundlings or Second City. Steve. Uh, Steve Yoon. Yoon, yeah. Yeah, or Yun. Yoon. Oh, Glenn. Yeah. We used yeah. to know him as Zing. <laughs> there are several people on that show that actually come from comedy, but uh but that's yeah. not what you ordered. <laughs> oh, don't dredge that up from last week, Howie. I'm not. Howie. <laughs> Why, by the time this episode airs, I've had several good lunches. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Tune into the last episode of Press play to save the podcast that you've tuned in to. You are tuning in for episode. Why am I scrolling up? Why am I scrolling up? Episode number 78. Hey, you got this right. Yeah, I still had so to far. scroll to get So far, it. you've got it right. I know. Uh, with me on my right is uh, Cheryl Howie. 
And uh, I think I dropped the ball. Dang it. Yep, that didn't work at all. Uh, with me, not on my left, but dialing in remote, his sick, disgusting self, Mr. Christopher <laughs> Token So you've been like sick for like seven weeks now already. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. Yeah. This is well, so long. What is wrong with you exactly? I'm dying. Oh. I feel like I'm dying. So, if you'd like to be a part of Press Play to Save, please tweet us with your... <laughs> We're looking for new Tweet hosts. us with what you, the, why you think you're the right candidate to join the show. Uh, hashtag Chris is dying. So. <laughs> at, at Press Play to Save. At, hashtag yeah, Chris is at dying. At Press Play to Save. Hashtag Chris is dead. Uh, and, yeah. And let us know why you think you'd be <laughs> a great candidate and submit your best nicknames. That's right. Yeah, so I don't have to come up with them because I'm exactly. gonna be exhausted at this point. Exactly. Seriously, what's are you like? Uh, you, are you feverish? Are you? I don't know. Are you, I, you, man, have you tried leeches? I wanted to say I thought it was the flu at first. You know, I, I had a little of the uh, the pukage going on. Nice. But yeah, uh, I'm hoping I'm been... hoping someone's listening to the show is like eating some fries in the car and just went, oh, oh, oh no oh, oh no. Because first Why off, fries? if you eat while listening to this, well, you're in the car. It made sense. You can eat a taco in the car, Howie. That's just an accident waiting to happen. I do all the time. Yeah, you no fool. one eats you tacos. Fool. There's, there's lettuce and, and cheese everywhere. And no one should listen to this podcast while eating either. I think we've established <laughs> that. No, yeah. at least through the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, after the poopy jokes, that's probably okay. And the poop, and then now the pukey jokes. Are you having any of the? I mean, you you've had the uh, northern hemisphere issues. Have you been having any uh, any hurricanes in the southern hemisphere? Oh. Not are you, so much. Are you, uh, I got a question. Are you dual bucketing? Oh, that's no. the worst. You're no, not having. No, you're no. not having to do the plant and lean. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Oh, no planting. Good. No gardening. Good. That's good. The plant and lean, which is which is uh the only thing worse than the plant and lean is the kneel and then crab walk sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. The, and the you ba- hope your shower is closed. Walk. Exactly. exactly. Oh, shower curtain's in the way. Shower curtain's in the way. Oh, I left it uh, out of the tub. Oh, that's starting it off on the right foot. The right, never mind. Uh, that's awful. Yeah, we'll just stop it there. <laughs> and, of course, yep. at Master Control is Mr. Stephen J. Howie. That's me. A whole new set of Master Controls. Yeah. Look at you with your shiny little devices. Look at all this crap that used to be turned on. Yeah. And it's not anymore. No. How about that? Because we've, hey, we've consolidated. Hey, we're, we're going green. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're consuming less energy. That's that's true. It's it, got to be, it, right? Yeah, I see. Yeah, so. this thing can run off batteries for crying out loud. Sure can. I like it. Mm. We're high teching, boys. High tech. Speaking of teching, why don't we talk about some games? Folks, <laughs> you tuned in. Tekken is a game. I, that I, was terrible. I love Tekken. I love I love <laughs> I early know. Tekken, not late later Tekken. But anyway, you've uh, you've tuned into a, a what you've been playing episode. Uh, I don't think we actually have a free game of the week, do we? We are free uh, play. To, do we? No, no, no. We don't really. We don't have a free to play game of the week because we've been cray cray busy. But uh, we do have some other topics that we're going to talk about after we talk about what we've been playing. Chris, why don't you kick us off? What's it been? Well. You know, I don't have a free game of the week, but what I do have is a special treat. Ooh, it's special a new treat. game. I'm not talking about Dota 2 or Diablo 3. Whoa. I played, played a different game. Different? I, I played shocked. a different game. No, you didn't. I you're, did. you're 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 playing uh what's what's the Diablo clone that I like that you Path you've been, of Exile. You've been playing <laughs> Yeah. No, that's not what I was talking about. 
Oh. What's the I can't? Why am torch I suddenly light? torchlight crime? Torchlight. Why Torchy can't torch. I? This happened before when I tried to remember the name of Torchlight. Yeah. Even though I love these games, it's just fallen out. I love Torchlight. Yeah. Have you been playing more of the Torchlight in Hate Yourself? Mode? I have not. Okay. I have not. I have been playing Risk of Rain. Ah, ooh! Tell us about that. Have you that guys one. heard of Risk of Rain? No, but in in uh, IRL, we've been playing uh, Chance of Snow. Yeah, uh-huh. so we've done and, quite and, a bit of that. Ice. Yeah, weather permitting, this is relatable. Snow and ice. Mm-hmm. Tell us Risk about of Risk of Rain. I have never played a game like this. It is a roguelike. Is it a puzzler? No, it's not a puzzler. <laughs> a roguelike. It's, okay. Have, okay. Have yeah, you remember, ever played Bloody played Harry? Portal yet. Mm. Have you played Bloody Harry? No. It's kind of like that, only it's different. Huh, I've played that. Yeah, you have. It's not like that. It was, it was a joke. <laughs> I think Chris was trying to mock you, but we were both taking drinks at the same time, oh, and it fell flat. I see how. <laughs> well, yes, let's roll that back. Flat. Ask me again. Uh, Bloody Harry? <laughs> <laughs> how he sucks. I get it. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Risk of Rain. It's a roguelike game, which I don't play roguelikes. I've never played roguelikes. I still think the majority of people, even people who listen to this podcast, don't even know what a roguelike is, even I though it is an incredibly con- common genre now. It's becoming more common. Absolutely. Yeah. What What are the features of a roguelike? Uh, <laughs> usually it's like a, um, if you die, you start over. Kind you of die, thing. you start over, but sometimes there's like a, there's a progression, even if you die. And yeah. also I random generated areas and dungeons and stuff uh I think, yeah i think or, they're more semi-random they're like not yeah dynamic was maybe a better word yeah dynamically generate generated so yep. okay well, tell us about risk of rain specifically risk of rain graphically this is a 2d pixel art game which there a is a ton of roguelikes are are yes so when you look at the screenshots things are blurry things are you know they're, they're pixelated mm-hmm. it doesn't look like a crisp game mm-hmm um, I would say it's Starbound is prettier. Okay, but it's the same same kind of you know the the camera angle, the monsters kind of interact the same. They're jumping around that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um. So what this game is, you spawn on a semi-randomized map, uh, and your main objective is to find the teleporter, which will take you to the next level. Right. Um. So you start out, and the difficulty is set to very easy. Uh, and as time progresses, it'll increase um, by amount of monsters that spawn, uh, how strong they are, that sort of thing. Yeah. So the longer you take to finish the level, the more crap is going to be coming at you. So that being said, you have two objectives. You need to find the teleporter, and you need to survive. Okay. So to do this... You spawn in this random level. The first thing you want to be doing is going around, you know, killing things that you can kill, running away from things that you don't think you are worth your time. Mm. You're trying to collect gold uh, by killing enemies, opening randomized chests. Um, And then with that gold, you can buy upgrades on the go from other chests. Um, And this is where it's a little... The game does this really well where you need to decide if it's worth your time to explore the entire map to get as much gold as you can, to get as many uh, power-ups, as many items as possible before you go into the next level. And the risk of that is you're going to make the game difficulty a lot harder. 
because it took you that long to search for everything. Yeah. So the risk and reward system is really great. That's really interesting. Um, what really catches, I'm terrible at this game, by the way. <laughs> I'm terrible at all roguelikes. I haven't played a lot of this, but I, you only have one class when you start the game. I think there's, uh, I don't know, eight to ten that you can unlock as you play. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start out with this basic hero, and you have four abilities, and you find passive upgrades, which are the item system. There's around 100 of these unique items that you can find and upgrade your hero with. Uh, and they're, they're from common upgrades like, you know, increase your health, uh, take less damage. Right. Uh, but there's some more interesting ones like um, as you kill things, it summons a ghost of that monster to fight with you. Okay. Uh, there's also, you can spend money to repair drones that'll follow you around and heal you and do damage. Interesting. So essentially, this game gets crazy because enemies spawn all over the place. They spawn on your head. They spawn where you're falling. They're all (laughs) over the place. Stressful. It it is, but it's it's fun. The the way this game is designed is it's supposed to be chaos. So you run around and you find the teleporter. That's your only real objective. Mm. So you go to the teleporter and you activate it. And it tells you to survive for 90 seconds, to which it spawns it's got a, it's a got random a war, boss. It's got to warm up. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're summoning so the horde. You are. You, exactly. <laughs> yeah. it, it summons the horde, and it summons a boss monster. Oh, fun. So you need to survive for 90 seconds, and then you have to kill everything at the end to advance. Oh, so you're trying Lord. to do this as quickly as possible, getting as many upgrades as you can. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't gotten past the second level. Really, I, but this one thing this game does really well mm-hmm. is you can feel like a complete badass if you get the right amount of upgrades and you build your character right. So there were times where I purposely, you know, I tried a different strategy of okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this map and I'm gonna just search for the entire thing. I'm gonna find every upgrade. I'm gonna kill a ton of monsters, get a ton of gold. And just be really strong before I go to the next level. Right. And I had like four drones following me around. I had life on hit activated. I had all these defensive upgrades. I was just obliterating monsters. Yeah. And then I waited too long and I got slaughtered because there was just too many. Yeah. So the game is really good about, you know, you can make your decision how you want to go. And every time you play it, it's a different playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I haven't even experienced yet is these other classes that even when you play to level, I don't know, five, and then you die, which can right. be heartbreaking. Yeah, I'm sure. You actually, your item progression, it, you lose all your progression with that run, but you actually can unlock more heroes and difficulties and different modes. So right. the sense of progression isn't completely lost in like a hardcore game. Yeah. Um, and what what I've read so far, because I haven't actually experienced these other classes, is the other classes are much more difficult to master. They're more complex, but ultimately they're more fun. Uh, then they provide a completely different way to play the game. Right. I've I've read several accounts of people have they've already beat the game, they've seen the credits roll, and they're still putting in more hours in because they just 
you every run is different. Mm-hmm. Every time you think you're a complete badass and you're really powerful, it throws something new at you where you have to adapt and play differently. Yeah. So that's part of the charm. Exactly. And have you have you I, played any other roguelikes prior to this? No, I have not. Okay. Which is why this is different for me. See, the last one that I tried to the last one I tried to play for the first time was Rogue Legacy. And I feel like with a lot of these roguelikes, especially when they're trying to capture the like kind of like Castlevania y 2D stuff, I feel like the combat is always sorely sorely lacking. And I know that there are people who obsess over Rogue Legacy. I mean, that's still going for fifteen bucks on Steam. Yeah. Um I, I, I just I, I did not like the combat at all. It was such a crazy twitchiness. And here I'm playing a brand new game and I'm trying to explore and every and that has persistent leveling. Like when you die, you come back as your next descendant and you have new abilities and stuff but you have some of the upgrades that you had before and i was like okay i'm trying to get used to each new character and i'm dying so quickly i never had a chance to acclimate this game doesn't do that because everything you obtain is usually a passive so your base skills are always the same see that's that for that for the type of combat and and the type of insanity you're describing sounds a lot more like something i could enjoy like if it's just you know, I mean, I mean, you used to play like bullet, you know, bullet hell games where, or, you know, where you just bullets from all different directions, old, like, you know, sci-fi, uh, you know, top down ship shooters where there's just lasers and bullets flying everywhere. And you just grab these power ups that cause your stuff to get better, but doesn't necessarily change how you're playing it that like, you don't have to instantly switch what you're doing. Right. You just kind of right. adapt. And that's, that's kind of, I think something that I, I would like. I've, I don't know. I, Roguelikes go back a long way, but their popularity has scored soared. I'm sorry, yeah. recently. And and the uh, you know the appeal to actually try one out, it you'd think they appeal to the hardcore gamer, yeah. someone like me who plays Dark Souls and that sort of thing. Yeah. But actually, Risk of Rain kind of takes that in another direction. Of you know you can drop the difficulty, and you'll play through, and yeah, you'll probably die still, mm-hmm. but you'll unlock enough that you feel like you're you're obtaining something you're progressing in the is game. The, is there any persistent unlocking and, and and leveling that after you die you can like you said there's other classes you can unlock and stuff like that. Right. Well, and, each each class is uh, you get four main abilities. Yeah. And uh, what you start out with uh is just a regular it's a commando is what he's called. He's a mm-hmm. he's a rifleman. So his main abilities one is like a roll his dodge. Mm. Uh, his other one shoots through all enemies in one direction. The other one's a rapid fire. And your other, your final one is just your normal shoot. It does whatever damage. Right. So that's, that's the only thing you have to worry about. Yeah. That and staying alive. That's pretty cool. So yeah, I, and I haven't experienced, I don't even have the other classes unlocked. I, so, I unlocked one. The only, the only, what, what, what have you unlocked? I don't know. I, yep. I I unlocked it at the end of me playing around, and I, I had I just, already turned the game off. The only roguelike I've really put a lot of time into, and I sincerely really love, uh, which I wouldn't even have thought of as a roguelike until I just saw it on a list and thought, oh, yeah, it kind of is FTL. Yeah. FTL is a roguelike because you die, you're dead, and you start over, but every time you start over, you're going to have different encounters and things right. like that. And, and, right. and I, I play that game to unlock 
you know the new sh- the next ship and stuff like that and yeah i really i through i also know that ftl even though it's really relaxing can also be really stressful and frustrating <laughs> but that's a game i really really enjoy so you know as much as like rogue legacy didn't fit me right i, I feel like you know and and because of rogue legacy i've been really nervous about roguelikes but i feel yeah. like maybe there yeah there are some more styles now that i'm i'm hearing what you're saying and i'm thinking about ftl i'm thinking you know there's probably more out there and i need to get back into some of these and try them this this game if you're just looking to try out a roguelike i would say this is the game to try it's a regular price at 9.99 i picked it up for like 2.99 when it was on sale over the holidays yeah um it, this is a it's not the most polished game uh, something you would expect from you know 2015 uh, you'd think it would be but the things that it doesn't do 100 percent perfect are don't take away from the experience right um and and a lot of it i think was actually already patched uh they said there was problems with controller support yeah uh, but i haven't had any problems okay so i don't know if that's just certain certain people had different encounters with it maybe the, the last dong- thing i want to donglers- mention right yeah, it depends on what you're using, what kind of tech. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to mention about this game is the music track is really good. Really? Um, I think it could, you know, if you play this game for 30 hours, it could get old eventually. But since I'm just starting out, I really appreciate the music because it's kind of that, it's like a spacey electric kind of song. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really a good balance of, you know, things are kind of calm right now and they're going to get frantic and chaotic. But at the same time, this is all like a backdrop. There's like space and all this stuff in the background. It, it's really, it creates a good ambiance. Yeah. Which is really nice. Cool. I definitely want to look into it. I, 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 I need to, I need to start taking these games seriously because there's just so darn many of them. Right. And they're usually pretty cheap as far as like a, a full price game, they're ten, fifteen dollars, twenty. Yeah, they're they're usually yeah. pretty indie as well. Right. So exactly. you get a lot of different flavors. Although the pixel art tends to be a primary feature of the genre. Right. You know, and 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 maybe that's just because they're trying to keep them lightweight and small. I I and I think they're Probably, trying to keep. Yeah. yeah they they want to keep the graphics down because I mean, if you get thirty monsters chasing you that are all different shapes and sizes with different abilities. You don't want to hinder gameplay in a game that if you mess up, you have to start over. Yeah, that's true. Performance I, is and, a factor. And more right. people have, certain, I mean, the range of PC performance these days is huge. A right. gaming rig right. versus a laptop off the shelf has never been so vastly different in the past as it is now in terms of how what the performance gap is. So it makes sense that people are making these games to be a little more friendly for that kind of stuff. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I'm hey. really having fun with it. Hey, Howie. Yeah. What have you been playing? Well, um, as I uh, discussed the last time, uh, not the last podcast, but the, uh, two times ago, two weeks ago, uh, I started playing Evolve. Evolve? And I played I, Evolve. Yeah, and I played some more Evolve. I probably have not played as much Evolve as you. Uh, and I am still really into this game. Yeah? Um, it's... And it's something I didn't realize, and I, I never looked into it. And uh, after after we talked about talked about it last time, I noticed I was like, "Oh, there's actually gameplay that is not 
co-op that you you know basically you can play what the version of co-op game you know the version that you would play co-op that you have i'm really talking like i normally do (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, you are yeah yeah. so you can basically play the game by yourself with npcs as the other characters uh and and really get a good feel of how the game's supposed to play outside of the tutorials so um so you can play with bots yep yeah and they have a couple other versions that i haven't even tried yet or looked into just because i've been having so much fun uh, trying to get better at the tutorials and get it, getting my time down, right? And uh, and and just playing those those other, uh, just playing the the normal bot game, yeah. Uh, which I'm finding for myself, uh, somewhat difficult to be to be the uh, the I keep forgetting what they call him, but creature, the, 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 the creature, yeah. Uh, it uh, it's kind of difficult to be as good the, at him as the dude who's only played through the monster tutorial. That's all I've played. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> to what you said it is i'm not going to say it's bad controls but it they are unintuitive oh really you feel that way i feel like they're really unintuitive like i was constantly he's got so many different moves he can do that i was constantly trying to i got early on when i had a limited set i was okay but as it if added to it i was having trouble keeping them straight and there were a couple times like do this and i'm like i don't know how and it's like, do this. And I'm like, you son of a, I just said, well, I always, don't know It how. always showed me the key how to do it. I don't look at the whole, I have a very large monitor, Howie. My <laughs> eyes got a dart everywhere. But um, I find, you know, I didn't really think about like that. It, I've thought of this game as a first person shooter. So I didn't really think about the fact that when you're the monster, it's going to be third person. Right. And you're f- pulled back pretty far because as the monster, you need to have a gigantic spatial awareness. Yes. And so as a result, this giant, huge, growing, evolving monster can still be this little bitty thing on your screen. If you're zoomed out all the way. If you're zoomed out, even, and even if you zoom in pretty close, everything looks, you know, like tilt shift camera work. Like the, if the, the opening credits to Sherlock, you know, they use all the tilt shift stuff makes London look like it's all made out of toys. That's the way I feel when I'm playing this creature. Everything is so tiny that it looks like I'm rampaging through a little model town. I don't feel like a big creature rampaging through a big area, even though the, the areas are massive and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But I don't get that feeling because they're trying to make it so that I can control this big unwieldy creature. Yeah. And so that was a little weird for me. And I really look forward to playing because <laughs> by the time the tutorial where they throw the, the NPC, you know, yeah. combat soldiers at me, they're so tiny. Yeah. They're very they're tiny. Like little bitty specks, yeah. little tiny people. It's like, they're, you know, flecks on my screen. They're barely a few, a handful of pixels. And I so I'm like a big monitor. I do. That's how small <laughs> they are. So I'm sitting going, I can't wait to try playing as them and seeing how absolutely giant and intimidating this creature is yeah, bound to be. I, uh, I'm having a difficult time playing as them as well. Uh, just getting a feel of where he's at. They have this little, he can move pretty quick. Yeah, he can move pretty quick, although it feels sluggish when you're him. Yeah, it does. But after seeing the size of them and how far yeah. I can leap, I can see myself standing like, well, here I am next to a mountain. And oh, heavens, I'm devoured because something yeah. leapt from behind a mountain. I'm beginning to really see the depth of this game and what what each character can do and how you need to communicate and just be on top of it and and be aware of your surroundings. That's a huge piece, just knowing mm-hmm. where everything's at. And the surroundings are so varied. Yeah. So varied how they've how they've organized those levels, yeah. and uh, is, I haven't even seen them all yet. This I, is not, this is not a simple game. No, no, no you no. you've got to, you have to 
Yeah, you have to learn. It's a simple premise. A lot of things. Yeah, it's a simple premise, but it's it's complex, and and that's kind of the the fun in it mm-hmm. is learning learning that kind of uh, that thing. You you're a tracker. You're a hunter. You need to hunt this 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 beast. Yeah. And uh, and the nice thing is, unlike a game like you know, uh, uh, oh, uh, League of Legends, uh, Dota two, what are they called? Uh, the MOBAs. MOBA. Unlike yeah. a MOBA, where you've got two teams of the same amount of players playing and the ones who coordinate better are probably going to win. It's you coordinating against one person. Yeah. So it kind of breaks up that whole, everybody can always be a douche to everybody thing. Although you're still going to, and you know, if you join random internet games, you're still going to come across douchery. Yeah. But you can get a bunch of noobs together to play the game. Yeah. And have fun and, you know, take turns or whoever's playing the monster, whatever. Well, that's the thing. Whereas if you take a bunch of noobs into Dota, you're going to have a bad day. Yeah. 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 You know, so this, that's the charm of it is that it's got this depth. It's got this breadth. Yeah. But you don't have to be an expert before you have fun. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and just playing by yourself is a lot of fun, but yeah, you can get a a group of people together, you know, and you don't have to be experts and you can go and have fun. Yeah. And, and, and it's just enjoyable for me so far. It's so, so pretty. You know, last time I asked you, last time you talked about Yes. Weapons are awesome. Okay. Let's move on. Are awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, I was, I was asking, I was like, do they feel like they have heft? Do they feel yeah, like they're appropriate? It, they're because uh, you know, again, one, when you're the monster, the physics are a whole different yeah. thing. Each one's uh, very different in what yeah. what they can do. Um, the interesting thing is, I find I find the healer, the person who's a healer, actually has also has a sniper rifle. Interesting, but it's not a sniper sniper rifle. It's a here. I put a I, I sniped this whatever you can it's mainly used for the the monster right but if everyone targets that one area he becomes weaker in that area that you hit okay so you know yeah. you, it, everything always works together that makes sense because a healer if you know the healer wants to stay near everybody and is a support character yeah. so that gives them another level of support yeah, so they they have th- three weapons uh, the yeah. he- healing gun and. You have this like massive heal that like well you can do once every while and heals everybody in the, in the proximity and yeah and then you have that that sniper I call it a sniper rifle just because that's what it looks like. You know right. what that also helps is it it keeps your your healer can actually be part of the action without being up in the action. Right, right. He doesn't have to be up in the monster's face dying with everyone else. Well, that's the yeah. thing. He sometimes, can be in the back. sometimes you get a healer like in uh, you know in Team Fortress Two, you get a healer who has no idea what's going on around him. He's just chasing the heavy with the healing gun running. Yeah. That's all he's yeah. doing. He doesn't care who's shooting at him. He doesn't care because his only job is to keep up with the heavy, which isn't hard because the heavy is slow, and <laughs> yeah. and keep that healing beam on him. Whereas in this game, it gives the healer maybe uh, not only an excuse, but maybe a responsibility to pay some friggin' attention. Oh, you have to, yeah. Yeah, because otherwise, you, you know, you if you don't have to pay attention, you just walk around and keep the heal yeah. gun on people. You yeah, only have to know where your team is. Yeah, the nice thing is the heel gun does have an amazing range. Yeah, I've noticed when I was the yeah. monster, and I could see his beam shooting look yeah. like 70, 80 yards. Yeah, so, <laughs> and it it, uh, it will automatically pick the closest. I believe it's the closest to you. Oh, really? So you don't, you're not targeting somebody necessarily. That's interesting. Um, so, but obviously you need to pay attention who needs it and get close to them. Right. So. That's kind of cool. I really look forward to playing more of this. I, I don't own the game. Uh, I, I borrowed you took it, advantage. Of, I borrowed it from brother Howie. Yeah. You took advantage of the, what steam sharing, the steam sharing uh, program where Howie has his 
library shared with me and I never take advantage of it. You like we first set it up and I played uh, the Stanley parable for yeah. several hours and have never touched anything in your library since. <laughs> and so I was, but this one I was like, I wonder. And well, I scrolled it's, it's down. Perfect and, opportunity. It gets yeah. you a great chance to you know play it. So. Yeah. So thirty gigs of whatever on my hard drive. Whenever you're not playing it, I can yeah. I can jump in there and try it out myself. So that uh, it's I really look forward to trying the to trying the the combat. The environments they, alone are just. I can't wait to see the environments from the eye level of it. it it's a different, definitely a different perspective. I haven't decided if I like playing as a monster or not because he, he is somewhat complex. And I, there's a bunch of times where I got caught and then say, "Hey, your health is getting low," and I'm trying to get away, and I'm finding it difficult because I don't know the controls. Yeah, you know, instantly they're they're to try to get away. They're you can get not, away real, really quick if you know what you're doing. Well, that's the thing. It's like yeah. I, I can't just you know hold shift to sprint or left control to sprint and you know hit space or X to jump. It's not that simple. There's like he has a charge ability that lets him sprint, and he has a leap ability that lets him jump farther. And if you use the basic stuff, you're not going anywhere. No, it's, you need yeah. to use his special abilities, which are in addition to the basic stuff. Yeah. That's the part where I get confused. If I have like if I have a leap ability that's not my jump ability, I don't want to have to hit another button. I want to just like hold down my jump button and charge it up or something. You know, that's the kind of thing that's more intuitive to me. When when you turn those things into special abilities, I get confused. This is the same way in Dota. You know, in Dota 2, if a character has an ability that's just all, you know, weapon related or, you know, AoE and stuff like that, I get it. But if they have an ability that like causes them to leap forward like Marana does, yeah. Lost on me completely. I can't. I can't keep track of that because there's already the ability to run, move in directions. Yeah. Well, the leaping part was is actually I got right away because it's it's a double tap in the direction you want to leap. Just like oh, in, was it? Just like in uh, what? what My controls had me do something different. I have to oh, look really? into that. Yeah, I'd like a different key. It wanted me to hit. Oh, something. Yeah, they they really as the monster they really want you to climb and leap and jump. The climbing I love. Yeah, the climbing works that real well. Really, yeah, where really well. That was like I don't remember. That was like hold a key down while I move up something yeah, was, or something. It was whatever key it is. But they were all strange keys. There were weird bindings and like I was like I was like well I need to play through this and figure out what it's doing before I rebind rebind the keys. it. Yeah. And I was like okay it's doing some really different stuff and I don't know how I would bind them exactly. <laughs> so. I, I think I'm going to like playing as the monster until I play against other people. Then oh, I'll yeah. be really mad. <laughs> yeah. No, it, you, I, I think to play the monster, you need to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good at them. It's crazy. Yeah. I will say that in the tutorial, I mean, I did, I did beat the other team, but I felt like if, if you know, or the, you know, in the tutorial, the, the yeah. soldiers, but I felt like had those been real people, I would have been totally school. Well, because- and that's the playing playing solo against bots. That's you get wiped. Yeah, easy. Uh, I mean, it takes a lot of hit. They have to hit you a lot, right? But you're you're trying to hit them back, and you could do a massive amount of damage really quick. But when you got four of them running around and they're and healing the bots, and- they're they're getting each other back up and stuff like. I mean, if you take the healer out and someone gets down, do they stay down? Can only the healer get people back up? No, anybody can pick somebody See, up. See, that's bullcrap. <laughs> I think. I, I, no, I, I think so, too. Yeah. I, I think that's what I was seeing, is that anybody can revive someone, and I was yeah. getting really frustrated because I downed somebody. But there's, but, a, there's penalties. But all four of them were so spread out. They were yeah. totally squared around me when I was fighting yeah. them. And even though I was moving around, that's how they kept repositioning. You, you have to be spread out. If you're, if you're too close, then the, the oh, monster one leap and you. everybody's dead. You throw a rock at them or you yeah. breathe fire on them and that kind of thing. You, yeah. You get them all. So, so, 
And that right now has evolved, which I'm sure you'll be hearing more of from us since we don't have a free-to-play game to talk about this week and we don't have any limericks. I have failed. I I made the uh, commitment no. to bring some trivia with me tonight, and unfortunately, life got in the way. So I will not. We won't be doing that's that. That's okay. Hey, hey, that's all right. We got a couple of questions we can we go do. through. And You're just lagging a little bit. I am. I am. So, Reset uh, the router. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll lose you if we do that. Oh, crap. Chris, do we have a question come in on Twitter? Uh, do you want to do? We actually have two. Uh, one is more of a like a debate topic. One was more of an actual question. All right. Well, let's hit what the would, uh, let's hit the topic. Sure. Why would I want to watch a game on Twitch when I could just play it? What's the point? This was brought to that's, us by. That's a good question. Yeah, I, I I'll I, try I and it, pronounce a, this. Yuri Puri. <laughs> it looks like Yuri Yuri Yuri, Yuri Puri four five six. I would say Yuri Puri four five six. That's how I would say. That it. is yep. a good question. Uh, I, it's one that I can kind of relate to directly because I had that discussion with my friends when Twitch had first come out. Um, right. We we had a couple of our friends were like, yeah, this is the best thing in the world. And I was someone who was like, you know, this is stupid. <laughs> Why would I want to watch someone play a game when I can go play it? And I think this can be answered in a couple of different ways. Uh, one being, if you're not sure you want to buy a game and you want to watch to see what the gameplay is like. Because trailers have nothing to do with gameplay footage. <laughs> no, they don't. The exactly. best you can hope for. The best you can hope for is a little asterisk that says, you know, in-engine rendering or in actual in-game. But right. it never actually shows you perspective in-game. It's just in-engine rendering right. with the camera set at more dramatic angles and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, it looks amazing. You go get it. And you're like, what is this? Third person view, like the like all the, the guys are little specks. The invisible, yeah, or the invisible rod of the third person runs through through the back of the head instead of the back of the shoulders. So you know what I mean when <laughs> yeah. it, when you do that and you turn and just the head like swinging every which way and it just doesn't feel right. You don't get that from watching those videos. So there's right. that aspect of it. Right. What I, else? Uh, well, here's the one that I don't as much understand, but I'm starting to. Yeah. A lot of people watch Twitch. Uh, they like to watch Twitch while they play a game on their own anyway. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like a uh, like a background noise or, you know, like instead of watching TV while you're playing a game, you want to have well, this Twitch. Yeah, feed that's, that's something I want to bring up there. I have a couple friends who are like big into throwing on a movie like they're playing a movie while they're playing a game. Oh, like, I couldn't like do that. Wild. And so I they can, have I a movie going, and they're playing. They're playing WoW, and I think this is another variation of that. Where I they used, okay, I used to do that with WoW. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, I think WoW is a lot easier to do that. But I think people do that in general. A lot, there's a lot of people out there who do do that. They like the background noise. They, they like to fade out, in and out, in and yeah. out of one thing and the other. Yeah. So the, right. I think there are a lot of people who who enjoy that. Who who want that experience? I don't know if it's our uh, ADD culture <laughs> now, where we're gonna have all this stuff. Oh man, I think that's absolutely it. part of it. Yeah, uh, but you know, there's I think there's a lot of people who, who enjoy that. I you think, know, I, I answer it this way: yeah. YouTube is a thing that happened. It is, and people it's started, still happening. You, you don't say. People are people <laughs> almost immediately started uploading video of them playing games, right? Yeah. And other people watched it. Yep. And so somebody said we should make a website that's just this. Yeah. And it can live stream. 
which mm-hmm. is a huge advantage over, well, was a huge advantage over YouTube and still kind of perceptually is for some people. Cause you can do that on YouTube as well, but, um, that's Twitch's bread and butter, right? So not only that, you can do really long streams. You can do them at 720p, which is not something that was very practical for YouTube for a while there. Yeah, because you have to upload everything you record. I'm pretty sure you can live stream on YouTube. I just think it's because now you can. Yeah, you couldn't before. Um, But I, I think what it really comes down to is why watch when you can play. And, you know, there's the try before you buy or the watch before you buy aspect of it. There's also a lot of people who just want to learn things from other people. Just like you can jump on YouTube and watch Minecraft videos. You can also jump on Twitch and watch professional level Dota tournaments. Right. You know, and And that was my other point of they they put a lot of uh, tournament stuff on here. So like Smash Brothers, Street Fighter, Dota 2, League of Legends, uh, Counter-Strike Go. Anything that's it's like your it's TV for these high profile tournaments and uh, league games, right? So I mean, it's it, easy it's to say this. To go. It's easy to say, you know, well, why would I? Why would I watch football when I can play football? And it's easy to answer because I won't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that really is still kind of the thing. It's like there's lots of stuff you can you can do instead of watching, but we're still a culture of watching. Yeah, well, and right. there's there's some really good. You know, people. There's people who can play games really well, who are becoming personalities on Twitch. Yeah, there's people. Some people and, who are just really entertaining. They play yeah. really bad. Yeah, or so really. They, they they're yeah they're either really entertaining to watch or they can do some amazing stuff in yeah. the game that aren't it isn't something that you know normal people could do. Well, let's not forget the social aspect of it. I mean, if you're jumping on Twitch via like a, a media player like a, a Roku or something like that, you might not be as aware. But if you're at a PC, there's a chat room. Yeah. And you can yeah. be chatting up all the other all the other watchers in there or trolling them, you know. And on these Dota two live streams, you know that the casters occasionally look down at the chat just to see what's going on in the chat, and will sometimes respond to chat or they'll, a lot of streamers do that. Yeah, yeah, or they'll actually somebody will say something funny in the chat, and the the you know caster will start laughing and then repeat the joke for anybody who's not watching the chat, right? And stuff like that. So there's a social aspect to it too, you know. Um, yeah. So there's there's a there's a lot of different things, and I think, but I think the question's valid. It's why I think Twitch isn't quite as mainstream as maybe it could be, but it is growing as more yeah. and more people. Well, accept. actually, I, I think we're going to see more and more, even outside of video games, uh, with things on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the whole live interaction, yeah, with personalities that are you know providing some kind of content live, you know, I think that's going to be a thing that grows i think people enjoy that a lot more than oh here are people that i don't know providing a show recording some audio thing sticking it out there exactly what a bunch of douche nozzles (laughs) but you know that's one of the things like twitter that's why twitter has some popularity you can interact with people that you you would not have not have interacted with before so you know twitch provides that outlet as well and i there are just some people i mean let's not forget about them there are some people god bless them who like watching other people play games. Yes, there are. I yeah. I will I'll call out Brandon specifically, friend of the show Brandon. Uh one of the fir- one of not the first, but one yeah, it might have been one of the first moments that he and I, you know, good friend of of the group, uh he, the one of the first times he and I actually spent time alone together was candlelit. It was very romantic. No. Um we were in my dorm room 
And he came in and like, I, you know, I knew him and, you know, part of the same group of friends, but I didn't know him that well. And he came in and I was playing, a, uh, I think I was playing, oh, I want to say it was uh, Vampire the Masquerade Redemption. Wonderful game. Awesome game. Uh, years, you know, it's more than 10 years ago now or thereabouts. Yeah. Wow. Geez, more than 10 years. Yeah, oh, no, when did more, I get old? Yeah. Um, Today. And he, yeah. He came in and he goes, oh, what are you playing? And he like grabbed uh, a friend of the show, Garrick, my roommate's chair from his desk, brought it over by my desk and just watched me play. And like, he didn't sit there and go, oh, try this. Oh, do that. He didn't do it. No. He just watched. No, and then whatever, every now and then when something cool would happen, he'd go, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> I have an audience and I'm just playing a game, you know, like yeah. there was just something really, and he's always been that way when he hears us talking about a game he'll come out and visit and he'll be like uh before anybody gets here i know we have a couple hours i just want to watch you play this game and i'm like i love you friend <laughs> so i mean there are people who really enjoy that and i guess where i'm getting is you know i just talked about all this content on television that i'm consuming all at the same time mm-hmm. lately right but there are whole times swaths of the year you know december where there's nothing on TV that I want because everything's in like December, everybody's going to reruns or mid season hiatus yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And I have nothing to watch except mm-hmm. an occasional Christmas movie. And so I'll find myself, you know, will I be entertained by watching someone play a game that I could like, I don't have time to sit down and get into the game myself right now. You know, I got 30 minutes. I just put the kid to bed. I got to get some presents wrapped or something like that, but I've got this little window where I want to sit down and watch something. There's nothing on my DVR and this happens. Yeah. What am I going to do? I, I'll, I'll watch a dude play Minecraft a little bit. I'll, I'll watch some people play even a game like Hearthstone that I don't play. I'll watch. Yeah, sure. It should be just because it's something where I can consume something that I might not otherwise consume. Right. You know, and it's I, relatable. I mean, you yeah. like video games, so yeah. watch a video game. It's a thing that we're into. Yeah. If you didn't know, yeah. uh, there's plenty of people who are out there who are like, I don't get it. I don't want to be, you know, I'd rather just play. And right. that's, it's perfectly fine too. I right mean, on. It, it's kind of one of those I, things that's out there. It's obviously got a lot of popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I have so total respect for people who are like, I don't want to watch. I just want to play. Cause that I was in that camp for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's it really, for me, it took that whole change of availability and perspective. I've got hundreds of games. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah. even though I've got an hour, I don't want to sit down and fight with my computer. I don't want to sit down and say, okay, Steam, I'm finally ready to play this game I bought two years ago. And it goes, okay, cool. I'm going to install DirectX for the next 10 minutes. Just hang out. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I have Direct. It's already ah, been installed 20 been installed. other times. Yeah. And it's newer than it was when I downloaded <laughs> this game. And so it's it's sometimes it's like, I don't want to deal with that hassle. I just want to sit down, turn something on, and veg out and... It'll yeah. it it can help scratch a little bit of the itch. So. Yeah, it's sure. fun. It's all in good fun. Hey, whatever floats your boat, Uri Puri. Uh, yeah, and uh, Corey, Uri, Chris, Puri, you had a. You, were you going to ask something? Uh, yeah. Well, it was more to you because Corey said he would be willing to watch if he had the opportunity, and there was nothing else on. Where would where do you sit on the fence of? Could you find yourself turning on Twitch and watching video games if you had, I don't know, a free hour where you could just. You know, play a game and watch a game, just watch a game, or just play the game. Well, here's where I stand. Uh, one, I said, I, sit, Howie. Okay, where here's where I, I'm actually standing, standing right now. He's been yeah. standing this whole time. Oh. Um, I actually thoroughly enjoyed watching the recreational yes. over Twitch. I was just going to say, that was a lot of fun. I was just going to say, you talk about, I talked about spare time and having absolutely nothing else to do. That's worst case scenario. 
when it came to the finals of the recreational, my wife had made a shrimp dinner from scratch, like shrimp scampi. And she doesn't usually cook seafood at all. So I was like real excited because we had just a giant pan of this stuff. So I'm sitting at the table because it was ready right when you guys were going into the final round. And so I'm sitting at the table, but I turned my monitor just so I could barely see it from the kitchen table and <laughs> left the speakers on. So I'm just like constantly leaning back and looking, trying to double check. Cause I didn't want to miss a second of it. Yeah. And my wife's yeah. finally like, do you want to take your plate over there? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, that I was, that was just a lot of fun to watch. Now, now the other yeah. part of it for me is I have not quite, I don't want to say wrap my head around, but it's not my initial go-to thought of hey let me go watch something on twitch me neither i never I haven't think, gotten there yet yeah i'm not to the point where i'm like oh here's an option for me to browse exactly i so, still have i gotta get sure. through my dvr netflix amazon prime i have all these other things that are tiered yeah queued up before yeah. twitch even enters my if i thought of it i might but i don't exactly. really think of it that's and i think i'm getting closer to being at that point where twitch actually might make make it on my list yeah. at some point uh, and I kind of hope it does because I think it, it's got a lot of neat things. I want to watch some Evolve stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't, sure. I just haven't done that. I would also like to watch um, some Evolve and, and see what people are doing. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good one. A good example. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a great example for me because it's like, okay, I've been playing the game. I know how, you know, it, it can be a little difficult to learn and, and to get, uh, get over that, you know, learning curve right. and seeing how other people play would be a great great way for me and to learn speaking that speaking of a learning curve i mean twitch is really really ahead of the times i've heard three different people in the last two weeks talk about how their kids all they do are watch or watch like minecraft videos on youtube yeah they have all like we've heard it from mike i've heard it from I, two other people that say that their kids spend more time watching videos on youtube about minecraft than they do playing minecraft so we have kids that are coming up consuming videos about games as one of their number one forms of media consumption. Yeah. We never had that. Man, when IGN started doing videos, I was like, oh, yeah. Now I go to IGN like never because I don't want to watch videos. I want to read <laughs> because usually I'm, I'm in a situation where I just want a, a nice, quiet read. I'm either in bed or checking the news at work real quick or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch your video. Quit putting everything in video form. I, I hate it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. back when it first happened, it was like, this is amazing. You know, yeah, I find my girls consuming YouTube videos of just people, you know, you know, videotaping whatever they're uh, videotaping. There's no tape involved. <laughs> yeah, what are they taping, <laughs> old man? They got uh, their handy video, video they're recording. Uh, you know, whatever that is. You know, Shopkin opening up blind bags of Shopkins. I uh, still okay. And, you've brought this up on the other podcast. Yeah. What the flip is a Shopkin? They said Shopkin. It, Shopkin. Yeah. What is a Shopkin? It's a it's a little character. There's actually a cartoon too, but they're little characters of you know broccoli or you know some kind something you find in a shopping in a a. a uh, supermarket. So they are all they are. They're little characters. Are little personified. Yeah, characters of. There's hundreds of them. Normally, in so you want to yeah, you want to collect them. It's a super popular thing to collect. Okay, so it's the Beanie Baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Interesting. Um. So <laughs> now yeah, I'm up to speed. Yeah, my girls are like really into collecting them, and I I kind of like to you know what I want to say support that yeah in, in collecting in moderation. But yeah, they they watch these videos time and time again. I think we're just getting in this age where our kids are going to be growing up, and we're going to get to the point where that becomes a very popular form of entertainment of watching somebody else do something. Yeah, that you enjoy. Sure. 
Oh, my word. I totally forgot to bring something up in the What You've Been Playing segment that you just reminded me of talking about what your kids are consuming. My Too late. Four, it's already passed. My four-year-old. <laughs> my four-year-old. Uh, I cleaned off my desk, and I had my DS, DS Lite yes. sitting there. And she walks up, and she goes, Daddy, what's this? And I'm like, that's Daddy's Nintendo DS. And she's like, and there's a couple times where I've been playing a video game on my PC, and she walks up, and she goes, I wish I could play games like yours, daddy, <laughs> which makes me feel like a jerk, right? Because she's got a tablet that's got all these little kind of educational and fun little logic puzzles and stuff on it, but nothing that's like a straight up gaming game, you know? Yeah. And so, and I've tried to get her on the Nintendo and stuff, but even some of the kids games back then are so unforgiving and her little, <laughs> you know, she's been using a, a touchscreen since she was born. So the buttons are lost on her. So I'm like, wait a minute, the DS might be a nice middle ground to get her understanding the buttons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I uh, threw a few games on the Roost card and uh, plugged it into the DS. Oh, so you bought some games and threw them on the DS. Yes, right? I bought, I purchased games and put them all, I crammed <laughs> it full of game tapes. Yep, game tapes. They I, taped all, them all. All the game tapes I could squeeze into that thing. Yep. And uh, I handed it over to her. Actually, you know, I, they are all except one games that I own the cartridges for. And, uh, and I, and I, I'm like, all right, let's try these out. And like Mario Kart, my fort, she's awful at it. She's de- just detestable, just terrible. As most kids that age are like, just go straight yeah. for a wall and doesn't know why she's, I still do that, but she <laughs> loves it, loves it. And, uh, and yeah, it's like her favorite game is a uh, puzzle bobble which was the first game I bought for DS. I bought it the day I bought my DS, um, which, you know, is like it always is, you know, for Mac users, they might know it as snood. Snood is like puzzle bobble where you, it's a match three or more game where, but you're shooting the bubbles, colored bubbles up from below. Yeah. As they are, the lines are coming down from the top. And on the DS version, it's a slingshot, you know, kind of like angry birds. You pull it down with the stylus and release it. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. You can't get enough of it. Now, so I'm I, finally getting my kid into game yeah. games. What I want to know is why you're not streaming this over Twitch. How do I stream a D, an old DS Lite over Twitch? Uh, you could do it. <laughs> I'm sure it can be done. But she uh, she's having a blast with it. And to the point where we'll be out and she'll be like, Daddy, when we get home, can I play DS? And I'm like, she's like a weekend on this. But she wants to play DS every night. She'll only play it for about 20 minutes before she gets bored and wants to do something else. Mm-hmm. But then a couple hours later, she wants to do it again. And of course, my wife is like, <sighs> and I'm like, yay, you know. So <laughs> you can play yeah. your games, and she can play hers. Well, that's kind of the thing. It almost makes me want to go out and get an old DS Lite, and you know, we can link up and play Mario Kart sure. over the DS. Sure. I you don't have to have two copies. Really? Yeah, that was one of the that was one when it was like a brand new concept where someone could actually connect and play without a copy in there. In there, it would actually download from your. Over the over the Wi-Fi from your machine, mm. but it was a limited number of maps ah. that you could do that with. But ah. still, really cool. I played with I played with I have no idea who I played with someone on an airplane once. Huh. Back then, you weren't allowed to have any of that stuff going, like any of the yeah. Uh, yeah they, I think stuff. they've kind of disproven that, but they still oh, yeah, they yeah. still say, "Oh, shut them all off." Some of them still do. Mo- there are some that just actually I think it was United. I, I hate flying United, but I think it was United. I was really impressed. Last time I flew them, they said after the safety presentation, and we encourage you to use your electronic devices freely as you choose. <laughs> and I was like, oh, finally, they slammed. gotten past that. Take that, American Delta and Southwest. Yeah. 
Bam. Take it. Take it good. And I guess Virgin, if they're ever flew anywhere near us, <laughs> I don't think they're pretty coastal, yeah. aren't they? Probably. So anyway, speaking of coastal, what other questions do we have to talk about? Oh, one from overseas. <laughs> one from overseas. Mm. Good old flame flame kebab. Flaming kebab. Flame the flaming flame kebab. Super fan. Long time listener. He is a super fan. He is. <laughs> of course, he's, he's like, a, I wouldn't call myself a super fan guy. <laughs> I tolerate you weekly. Guys, guys, tone it down. Tone <laughs> it down. <laughs> let's not let's not get over the go over the edge here. I just forgot to take you off subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his question comes in. Why did isometric stuff have to go out of style? In the 90s, isometric stuff was awesome. Fallout, CNC, Diablo. And then things all switched into true 3D. And in most cases, they didn't add anything to the experience. Bloody camera control. Whoa. Exclamation whoa. point. Calm down that language there. Yeah. Bloody. Yeah. I should have <laughs> bloody camera control. It always it always makes me laugh when I see like some British television or whatever, and somebody says bloody, and someone else goes language. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's not a, a socially acceptable word amongst everybody over there. But it's funny words that you can say there you could not get away with over here. Mm. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. I always think bloody is funny. It can't be that bad. Ron would say it on Harry Potter. That's exactly. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it can't be that. So back bad. to the question. Back to the question about the <laughs> hey hey on it uh first isometric game I remember playing. This may not be completely. Eh. Can we explain what isometric is? Isometric is sort of a basically, you know, back in the day, side scroller was easy, an easy, not taxing thing to do. Mm-hmm. Isometric was sort of a top down three quarter view, so you could kind of get the angle of things. Because if you did straight right. top down, nothing would be recognizable. Be flattened, yeah, yeah. So you sort of like the three quarter view where you could see the sides of stuff, but you were still moving on a top down plane. And so it's, um, it's really, I, it's like an action RPG camera angle. Well, traditional. That's the thing. The argument is now most action RPGs aren't that way. Most action RPGs these days are third person, you know, just third person mouse control, no. controller control. Yes. Well, some are. Most are. Di- foolish. Oh, here. Debate. Go. No. Diablo is not. That is correct. Path of Exile. And Path of Exile is the best example that we'll, that I think we'll get into. But as we're defining isometric, the first one of the first isometric games I remember playing is actually a roguelike. What? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl was I, a roguelike. I don't, I don't know this game. You don't know anything about Toe Jam and Earl? Well, be seated, my friend, because they might be coming out with a new okay, one. I'll sit for you. Good. He did actually sit. Um, yeah, Toe Jam and Earl was a roguelike because it had, like, every time you played it, it was different. The uh, random had random levels and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's just, it was used back in the day because it wasn't very taxing. They could get away with making that kind of a non side scroller game on, you know, hardware that couldn't handle much more than that. I would say that in the case of the transition to 3d, not adding anything, I would say that early on that applies to almost everything because yeah, that's very true. I mean, when, when Nintendo 64 hit, and, you know, we got through PlayStation 1 and moved into PlayStation 2. Even side-scrollers complete, almost completely disappeared. You could find there were a few obscure ones for, uh, you know, on PlayStation. PlayStation 1 still had several. There were some obscure ones on PS2. But the N64 
it was like everything suddenly had to be full 3D. And it didn't necessarily add to anything. In fact, you know, you found that the the textures were awful because they had to drop the textures down to nothing to even support the 3D. Yeah. You know, the polygons weren't that great uh, because it couldn't have that many polygons in a model. So everything kind of looked kind of crappy. And we had no idea what to do with camera controls. Mario 64, one of the most well-regarded games of all time, has one of the most infuriating cameras Ever to the point where they had to give you buttons to just nudge the camera back and forth because they knew they weren't going to be able to get it right automatically. Do you know with the different jump puzzles and stuff like that? Yeah. You would always be jumping. It happened all the time. You were like doing like wall jumping between two things, but you're looking actually at the back of the thing that you're wall jumping off of and you can't even see yourself, you know? So the transition to 3D was just rough in general. As yeah. for why isometric fell off, it's kind of like that locked camera was a product of having no ability to move the camera. There was no isometric didn't have real adjustable perspective. They were still flat sprite images. Mm -hmm. When 3d came along, nothing's flat anymore. We can move the camera around there. The need for isometric was more or less gone. However, in the modern age, now that we're getting back into games of older style looks or just being like we talked about earlier, much, much less performance demanding, you know, being able to work on a wider range of devices all the way down to phones, you know what I mean? Cheap laptops, yep, uh, things like that. The isometric view is kind of coming back in because people are realizing that, hey, I can do a level of stuff with sprites and I don't even have to have a 3D modeler in my employee. I'm just a couple guys making a game. Yeah. So this is, it's really making a huge comeback and path of exile, I think is the best shining example of isometric. I mean, yeah, Diablo three is technically, you know, from an isometric angle, but, uh, but path of exile is really straight up locked, fixed isometric view. I mean, right. with completely unabashedly, like when they did that, they said, this is, I mean, it was a point of why they part of what they were doing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and they did it really well. It, it, it's perfect for that game. Yeah. Yeah. And because the camera is fixed and this is what I think flame kebab is leading us toward because the flame, the, the flame, the camera <laughs> is fixed. The game has to be designed. Everything in the game has to be designed to work at that point of view. Whereas in Diablo, you could, if Diablo wasn't as well polished, you could still disappear behind something. Or stuff could still get in the way. I mean, now Diablo's from Blizzard. It is polished, you know. And even Path of, or uh, not Path of Exile, again, I'm doing it again. Torchlight is very well polished. But there are a lot of games that aren't that well polished where, you know, a little bit of camera movement and stuff like that can ruin everything. Yeah. Path of Exile, all these games that are going back to isometric view. It's kind of like, we know where the camera's going to be. We can make the art perfect for that angle. We don't have to worry about anything. We don't have to move, you know, move the view around. We don't have to show off all the 3d. We don't have to, because I, I don't care. It doesn't matter how a list, a tier game you are, your camera is still going to get stuck inside of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It happens to me all the time. It happens to me when I'm playing Minecraft, you know, the most successful <laughs> game of all time where I'm suddenly looking. Really? Yeah. I'm suddenly just peering into the depths of, of, you know, infinite space because the camera's bouncing around in and out of sprites and stuff like that. You shouldn't be jumping that high. No, I'm not. I'm just like yeah. falling, really falling down a hill more than anything. One Maybe block a at a time. Reference. He's jumping that high. Yeah, it is. Probably. Hmm. Knowing me, am I right? 
No, yeah. we don't know you. No. Well, I think part of it too was you know a 3D. Hey, it was new. Everybody all want to do it. Yep. And there's the just way hey. for the future. Yeah, and you know, with anything new, there's this huge learning curve, and it took you know people a long time to to master it. If you say it would say it's mastered now, I don't know. I remember playing the N64 and complaining to f- friends that there are no good side scrollers. No side scrollers. I'd be like, why doesn't someone make it? I mean, other than like your Paper Mario and your stuff like that, I'm like, why doesn't someone make a good action adventure side scroller? I mean, I didn't understand at the time. Well, I still Maple don't. Story. I didn't. I know. I didn't understand why that genre had to end just because. 3d happened and it was the same isometric rpgs and side scrollers for a while same thing side scrollers came back though mm-hmm. but it took a while yeah and then isometric uh isometric rpgs have also come back and i think probably the best most popular isometric other than like the original diablo i'd say probably like your everquest games those were all isometric weren't they ever or ultima i think ultima ultima maybe both Probably. See, that's before I was ever into RPGs. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's well. I've never Chris, played either of those. Well, I know, Chris. You were still, you know, you were on a teething ring practically back then. But uh, oh, last summer. Yeah, somewhere around last summer. Huh. But yeah, those are oh, 3D. 3D kind of upset everything. It wasn't a distraction, but I think it changed a lot of people's predictions of what the future held. Not realizing that they were throwing, in a lot of cases, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. So, but we're going, we're getting back to it because again, smaller developers, smaller teams, people taking advantage yeah. of, you know, constrained resources from a different, not just hardware, but development constrained yeah. resources. It's a lot I think, quicker to get something like, like you said, we can make the art perfect from that angle. Right. I don't have to worry we about all these other things. We make it perfect angles. from every angle, yeah. you know, and, and developing, you know, having modelers and all that stuff. And so it's, I, 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 it's part of the excitement of the indie community now and how huge it is is that we do get to see people really scratching to do, take the best advantage of what they have. Yeah, and making some really good stuff. Right. So, hey, that was a great question. Thanks both to uh, Uri Puri 456 <laughs> and we'll Flame We'll never Kalau. know. We'll, we, we don't need to know. We, it's the mystery that, that we love. It uh, is. And, and clearly you all love a mystery because you've tuned in to uh, – Another hour of, of the three of us uh, enigmas going on and on about this nonsense. Yep. Yep. So, hey, do us a favor. Yep. Uh, yep. Do us that a too. favor. And follow us on Twitter at Press Play to Save and on Facebook, facebook.com slash betterkind. And uh, send us your questions. We love to read them. We love responding to them. It's a lot of fun for us uh, to give, a, you know, to just explore some additional perspectives and stuff that we might not even think about. So, also, uh, please get on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a positive review. Like us, share us. Uh, get on their website, uh, betterkind.com. You can check out the show notes where we'll have links to some of the things we've talked about, uh, articles and whatnot, some of our sources, if you will. And, uh, of course, you can find the – just smack the hell out of that I microphone, will. Howie. It doesn't matter. And, you know, ah! uh, other places where you can find us and follow us and our individual Twitter accounts and all that nonsense. So, in the meantime uh, – it's been great having you along. We'll be back next week. I'm Corey. There's Howie. Yo. Chris is off puking or pooping or both or something. San Francisco. There. That I guess. Is that where yep. you go? Is that where you go when you get sick? They send you to San Francisco. Weekends. It's like yeah. back in the back in the sixties, if a, a teenage girl got pregnant, they sent her to Santa Fe. <laughs> you know? Sure. Yeah. No.
You're well, talking you about Guantanamo Bay. You couldn't let anybody whoa, know whoa. that she was pregnant, so you had to pack her up and ship her off to visit her aunt, quote unquote, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Well, you didn't say Santa Fe, but like her aunt in in, in you know uh, Dallas. And he sent her to it's all Southwest. <laughs> and he sent her to Santa Fe, New Mexico, where they had <laughs> hospitals that were geared towards these teen mothers having their babies, giving I them up for did adoption. I know this. And then the teen the teen girls would then come back and resume school. And yeah. it was kind of like everybody always knew, but didn't, you know, it's, it's kind like, of like, like sending your dog to the farm. Only they don't die. Yeah. They come back from the farm. Yeah, this sounds like an episode of Downton Abbey. Yeah. Oh, I realize I can't sing this theme to Downton Abbey without, not without it sounding like uh, unsolved mysteries or something. <laughs> that just now occurs to me. I was trying to figure that out. Downton Abbey. It ended this week. We got to wait a whole nother year. Yeah, we do. Got to wait dun, till January. Dun. To find out what happens with that zany crew. But in the meantime, you can keep listening to us every week, and we appreciate it. Have a wonderful rest of your day, evening, week, whatever. We out. Okay, bye. Again with that? The sound, real long hair, freaky people need not apply. So I put up my hair and stuck in my hat or something. I went him to ask him why. He said, why? son, you something seemed like an upstanding fine young man. I don't remember the words. And okay. I took off my hat and said, imagine that. Me working for you. I said, signs, signs everywhere. Signs break do this, don't do that. Can't you see the time? Those are effects. Those snapping. are nice. That was good. I like the snapping. You like nice. the snapping? Yeah, like the twirly, whirly snappiness. Yes, there. Tw- twirly, whirly. Gumdrops.